Welcome to the Ephesiology Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the study of the early Christian movement and its implications for the church today. Today, it is Michael and I. Michael, our resident ephesiologist, and I am Andrew Johnson, a pastor, a pastor at Neartown Church in Houston, Texas. And uh, Michael, it's so good just to see your face. I know. You were just saying it's been a while since it's just been the two of us. So this will be good. Uh, Do you want to break into the song, Just the Two of Us? Do you want me to? (laughs) No? Okay. Uh, No. It has been a while. I think we have been blessed. Not I think. I know that we have been blessed with countless guests who have come on and helped us really think uh, through a lot of issues. And at the same time, we are a physiology, right? That this is this is Michael and Andrew. We get to play around uh, in this sandbox. Uh, You sent me a fascinating article, and I thought I think this is going to be. Uh, worth our time in talking about. So, Michael, can you give us like a brief synopsis of this idea that you ran across? Yeah, well, you know, occasionally we come across news pieces or opinion pieces or or something like that um, that catch our attention, and and we're all about the intersection of theology and culture, and uh, thinking through deeply about how we can effectively engage culture with the gospel and how we can communicate the gospel in winsome ways. And um, and there, of course, are a myriad of attempts to do that in, in culture today. And, and we've had opportunities to talk about uh, many of those. And, and uh, this article caught my eye, came out April 19th on Christianity Today, so not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And the title of it, um, I don't know if it was shocking because I don't know if I clearly grasped what the article was about until I got more deeply into it. But uh, the title of it is uh, in quotation marks, I am Jesus Christ. And and, uh, it continues um, in this name that turns out to be an actual video game uh, that's inviting players or gamers to be God, to play God in a video game. And I love the, the, well, I don't love the subtitle, but the subtitle is catchy as well. Uh, But doing battle with Satan in the Savior's sandals prompts some to press pause. (laughs) So whether it was Adam McGinnis uh, who wrote the article or the editor who put that tagline on, well done. You have won the alliteration award for the day. Um, Michael could hardly even read through it without both laughing and really emphasizing those P's. So well done, Christianity Today. Also, even before we get into the topic, I want to give props to Jack Richardson. The photo, the picture that goes with this article is great. So artwork, props, well done, Jack. Uh, if Like we said, this article is on Christianity Today, April 19th. Uh, go and check it out. So, so Michael, the the synopsis of this article is discussing a game, the video game in present in beta stage. So it's not 
out for wide release for everybody just yet. They're still formulating it. It was available on Steam uh, at the end of last year, at the end of 2022. The name of the game is I Am Jesus Christ. And based on that little tagline as well, you are Jesus in Jesus' time going about what? Doing what? Well, presumably you're doing Jesus-y things. Uh, I, I haven't seen the game. I only have read uh, the, the article. So there's a, there are a lot of details that are missing in this. Um, but but uh, it gives different examples of after fasting in the desert, you basically have magical fireball fights with Satan. Here's uh, mm. a quote from uh, Joe Morgan, I guess, who has uh, played the game. Um, and other things like that. Uh, and I don't know. I, I mean, maybe there are opportunities to heal people or or something to that uh, effect. But uh, what's striking in it, of course, is that it that you actually are um, playing Jesus as a character. Uh, you hmm. you, in essence, are becoming, I, I guess I. I mean, again, this is hard to <laughs> comment on uh, since we haven't seen the game and are only reading a a uh, news article about it. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it leaves one thinking about the way in which we go about engaging culture and using different uh, platforms, uh, media uh, to to do that and um, and. You know, there aren't, there is no um, uh, lack of examples in culture today uh, where media is being employed, some effectively, some not as effectively to try to engage uh, our culture with the gospel in some way. Mm -hmm. Well, so our, in the article, it it introduces um, the creator. It talks with him. Uh, His name is Maxim. Wysikansky, I think I have probably butchered his last name. He is a Polish gaming developer who is a Christian and is intent on actually telling Jesus' story through the game. So it isn't so much uh, where they're in the time of Jesus and it's just... um, I don't know, walking along and seeing some things that he does. Like the point of the game is to take you through Jesus' life and the things that he did and the places that he went and the people that he served and the miracles that like, it's all there. And his intent, as Michael, as you're saying, the intent is to introduce people to the story of Jesus and his desire is that people come and play the game and they learn the story of Jesus. Uh, just like you said, so many people are using different forms of media, however they can to get out the story of Jesus, because they certainly believe that the story is so good, they are going to use any medium possible. Uh, Mm -hmm. to get that message out. Uh, So from two non-gamers, by the way, I really just appreciated the non-gamers trying to describe this video game. I'm Uh certain that our listeners have 
thoroughly enjoyed laughing at us. Um, do you what drawbacks do you see? What benefit do you see in trying to gamify Jesus? Oh, there's a good thought. Gamify Jesus. Um, or maybe not a good thought, but a good expression of what they're attempting to do. I, you know what? I think it comes down to, and again, we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, the professor Matt Harbour from Bethany Global University on, and we were talking about um, the He Gets Us campaign. And not to rehash that, but it, some of the same issues we're seeing here, and that is namely, um, is a an accurate picture or is an incomplete picture of who Jesus is an inaccurate picture, even though there might be biblical elements in it, and uh, and that's really what we're getting at is what where does where's the trajectory of the the attempt to introduce Jesus into the, the culture of the gamer uh, going a little bit sideways and really expressing who truly Jesus is. And, um, and can we do that? And, and if we do that, do we then run a risk of telling an incomplete story about him or an inaccurate story about him and then lead people to believe something about Jesus that isn't true? And here, here's an example. There, there's a reference uh, in the article to um, one person who was playing the game. The article mentions that uh, he lost interest because the game had involved too much of keeping your Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit. And apparently there's a meter on there mm-hmm. that had to be full in order to... I guess act as Jesus would act, and and uh, in, in especially in regards to repelling Satan's attacks. And so, th- if if that's the impression that we have of Jesus, that he had to fill himself up with the Holy Spirit in order to do the things that he was doing, is that an accurate picture of him? Uh, an incomplete picture of him, and does that then? distort uh, the biblical picture of who Jesus actually is. And that's where, so it's funny because I want to make sure I'm, (laughs) I'm consistent, right? We want to make sure we're consistent. So if you go back to episode 131, where we talked to Matt Harbour about the He Gets Us campaign, one of those things that we were excited about with He Gets Us is for people to go and actually investigate Jesus, right? That, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. If people see the commercials that go to the website and they say, wow, it's amazing that he gets us. Why does he get us? Why does that matter? I want to go find out. You know, I want I want to seek that out. They get connected with churches. They get uh, Bible reading plans. Like these are all great things, great results of he gets us. I don't think, however, people are going to come to a video game and think this really is the real Jesus. Like everything that this video game is purporting is real. Like the fact that Jesus can now go and attack other people, right? It's a, it's a, it's like a, from the sounds of it, it sounds like a, it's called like a first person shooter type game. Like you are, you are Jesus walking along and you are doing things. And so, and maybe it's not a first person game and uh, they didn't say that in the article. So I'm making an assumption here, but like, 
uh, somebody commented on, I'm going to go try to kill John the Baptist. I don't think anybody playing the game is going to be like, wow, I guess Jesus was kind of murderous, right? Because I get to do that. That means Jesus is like this. Um, I, I would... I, I think we would probably need to tap the brakes a little bit on reading it in too much that just because Jesus can do these things in the game, then that makes it true for Jesus in real life. Just because we've tried to gamify little aspects of scripture. Oh, Jesus had a lot to say about the Holy Spirit. Well, let's give him a Holy Spirit meter, right? Those That's his life. And um, that means Jesus had to either increase or decrease the amount of Holy Spirit that he had. And by doing miracles, he had less Holy Spirit and he had to build that back up. Like, I don't think anybody's playing the game legitimately thinking this is the Jesus of the Bible. These are the Jesus experiences. Uh, I, I would tend to think that our our friend Maxim, who has created this game and is in the process of this game, was merely going for exposure to the ideas about Jesus that hopefully, I don't know, laid breadcrumbs. Am I am I being too gracious? Am I like <laughs> after being not so gracious with he gets us? Am I going? Am I being inconsistent with yeah, this? Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a question of being inconsistent or gracious or or not gracious. I think the um. It went, one of the issues here is, is you know, like we've been saying, is are we accurately portraying Christ? And and if the way in which we're portraying him leads people, lead people to a, a different perspective of who he is, is is that really effective? And there are a number of cultural things that we have to take into consideration as well. I mean, um, you know, what what does culture already perceive about Jesus? Uh, does something like this game exacerbate that perception or solidify it? Um, is it trying to change that perception? And uh, and so it raises a, a number of questions like that. So in a game like this, uh, that's a, and we don't know if it's a first-person shooter or you know what it, actually it is, but um, uh, presumably, if Jesus's Holy Spirit meter isn't full then that puts him in jeopardy of uh, losing. And so if right. Jesus then can die, if, you know, what is that communicating about who he is? <laughs> Jesus uh, died before he got to the cross. It was an amazing, crazy thing. He just yeah. ran out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it raises uh, questions about the way in which we go about, you know, presenting Jesus in our culture and what are the, the consequences of our presentation, whether uh, they're intended or unintended consequences, we need to be thinking about those things. You know, is the way that I am really communicating about him going to lead a person to a better understanding of who he is? And namely, by better understanding, a, a biblical New Testament understanding of who uh, he is. Because that, after all, is the witness. And so when we deviate from that record, it, it seems to me that we run a risk of creating a Jesus in our image rather than in his own image as he is or as he has self-communicated uh, who he is to to the world. 
I think there can and should be something said, though, of trying to reach people where they are. And like, I don't want to say the effort is all that matters, right? Because if you, <laughs> if you're like, I love Jesus and I'm going to go murder people in Jesus name. And it's like, cause I wanted people to hear about Jesus. Like, okay, well, I'm glad you want to go about doing things in Jesus name, but let's not do things that are sin. Let's not do mm-hmm. things that are going to mar the name of Jesus. Uh, let's, let's stick on the, that righteous path. <laughs> let's let's go with what actually models him in his way. Um, so I'm not saying all effort is good effort. However, Maxim has created a game so that people who are far from Jesus and who do not know his story have the opportunity to hear bits and pieces of that Jesus story and the the way the game i guess purportedly is set up is that it's a story mode i guess it's like a free form or free world but jesus has to go about and do things and those things line up with scripture and uh you actually have to go about and do the things um that scripture says jesus did um to continue to progress through the game towards him dying and raising from the dead so um Maxim's attempt is to reach people who are far from God, to reach people who don't yet know him and say, you might not be getting, like, I'm not forcing you to sit down and read the gospel accounts. I'm not, I'm not telling you these are what the writers have said. And so now that you've gotten into this game, we're going to stop gaming. And I really need to teach you these things. He's trying to reach the people where they are and peak interest. I don't know, or at least I'm thinking through this idea, and again, this is kind of me questioning my own consistency in some of the comments that we made with He Gets Us, is sometimes the medium determines how much we are able to tell of that full Jesus story. Yeah, well, I think... Uh, perhaps the medium is limited in some way, but the medium also is the message. And uh, so what it is that we're seeing in the, the medium becomes the message. And so is that message then clear about who Christ is and will it genuinely lead somebody to a clear understanding of him or does it create a a caricature of him? Right or you know some other perception of him that might have elements of biblical truth in them um but might not be completely uh, accurate in how they're being communicated through whatever medium is being utilized mm-hmm. um and that's really the, that's really the i think the the concern here in uh as we think about the use of media uh, and that being any use of media, whether it's right. podcasts or television or movies or, you know, whatever, social media, uh, news media or or whatever. Um, those are things that we need to be thinking about. Yeah, because I, I have been one who is constantly talking to people and with people. And um, I know we've discussed this on this podcast. What what you win them with is what you win them to. Mm. Um. And so applying that filter 
to the the gaming conversation that we're having um if maxim really is intending to create this game to say you know it's fun they can learn bits and pieces about the jesus story and maybe they'll have interest or maybe they'll have more information than they did going in uh what did you win them to that, I guess that's part of the question. What did you win them to? What are they now going to take away as their expectations of who Jesus is and what he has done? Um, what are their beliefs about his winsomeness, <laughs> his love, right? I, I don't know how some of those things can be truly portrayed in a video game. Um, what, Yeah, what is the vision of Jesus that they walk away from? Or as Maxim has said, he hopes that just there is an exposure to these things so that they can go and actually learn about the real Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, and, and we've talked about, like I said, ad nauseum on this podcast of what you win them with is what you win them to. We in Western Christianity are suffering the results of that in our churches uh, because we, we keep trying to, in a way, for some of the bigger performative models chasing that high we, we got to put on that show we've got to do the big thing because that's what people expect that's mm -hmm. what they equate with this is what church is and this is who jesus is in the context of church oh you're not giving me jesus because you're not playing the songs i like as loud as i like with the lights that i like um so i'm going to go somewhere else uh what you win them with is what you win them to is a maxim not Maxim, the creator, but is a Maxim that or an axiom or there we go. Like that, yeah. Something that we should remember as we are attempting uh, to faithfully tell of Jesus to the world. As mm -hmm. we are aiming to go out and say, Lord, how can we participate with you in the spread of your kingdom? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, I mean, that's one of the issues here is, well, I mean, there are multiple issues, I, I suppose, but um, the two that are coming immediately to mind as, as I'm listening to you, Andrew, is one, um, you know, there's a there's the potential for an unintended consequence being that we inoculate culture to who Jesus truly is. Hmm. And uh, and so we, you know, we've we've so compelled people by the the medium that we've utilized to communicate him that that's been the perception that's been created. And that's what sticks with people. And so if they were to hear something else about him, they might think, well, that can't be true because this is what I already believe about him. And so I think we have to we have to be cautious then in how we're communicating him and and even cautious about the medium that we're utilizing in that communication. And then the second thing uh, that came to mind now, I can't even remember what it was. Well, I'll jump on with this and then you can, you know, pipe back in when, it, when your memory returns. Um, yesterday, I was reminded we got to hear from Ryan Kwan. Uh, he is a pastor in San Francisco. He came to the Houston Church Planting Network's gathering. And, and he was reminding us that sometimes we who are in what is referred to as the Bible Belt, um, are excited, right? There's lots of churches, lots of people know Jesus. And uh, so he spat the stat out of about 7 million people being in the Houston area. We are not small. 
uh, and that 50% would claim that they are evangelical. And he said, somebody might look at that and say, wow, 50%. That's great. He said, do you realize that's three and a half million people who are going to hell? (laughs) That's three and a half million people who don't know Jesus and are fine in their existence. And furthermore, back to the point that I'm getting to, in a little bit, familiarity breeds contempt. They, They know all the churchy words. People who are in this culture, they know all the churchy words. They've heard about Jesus. They know the Bible stories. They know enough to think they know enough. Hmm. And, um, but they may have never actually heard that true story of Jesus. They've heard a different one, an incomplete one, a slick one, um, one that maybe lacks the teeth in a good way, right? I'm not, not trying to make Jesus and his gospel vicious, but, um, they haven't heard that true full story of Jesus and they've heard just enough or an income. I keep trying to not say the word incomplete, but a different version of Jesus than the one who is God and who saves that they say, I already know it and I don't want it. Um, Will something like a game where you learn about Jesus and his story, give you enough information that you think I have enough information. I'm Mm. familiar with this. I already have this and I've, I've chosen to move on. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, those are good points uh, that you're making. And um, I think it leads into a bit of what I was thinking that I forgot, uh, but now I've remembered is that, you know, sometimes we, we will create these various uh, presentations of Christ and in, in hopes that many will come and view them and uh, and perhaps learn something uh, from them about who Jesus is. Um, but sometimes one of the uh, another of the unintended consequences could very well be that uh, we're releasing people from their personal responsibility to talk with their neighbor or their friend or the the person that they're gaming with yes. uh, in another game about who Christ is. And so I, I, I would hate for, you know, something like this game or any other um, attempt to talk about Jesus to provide an excuse for me or for anyone to say, well, they're doing that now. I don't have to. Uh, that's mm-hmm. great. You know, many people are going to come to the Lord because of that. And so I'm released from my responsibility personally to talk with my neighbor about who Jesus is. And and so there's a there's an un, unintended consequence uh, potentially in uh, releasing us from the responsibility that Jesus Himself has given to all of us to uh, to present Him to those that we come in contact with. That is no small that is no small task. Uh, that is no small ask. Uh, Jesus has called us to that. Like that is that is something we cannot also. Uh, back to our frequented topic of apest the fivefold gifts this is not one where we get to claim well, i'm not an evangelist i i don't that's not my forte so mm. i'm going to leave that to those people who are really good at it and i'm going to go and do my thing Je- jesus has called every single one of us to declare his glory yeah absolutely and the church should be preparing 
uh, people in the church to be evangelists. That's what mm-hmm. the evangelist's role in the church is, to equip the body of Christ uh, for that work of service. And so, yeah, we, we, we um, should not have an excuse not to talk with others about Christ. But I, I mean, the game does raise the question about how do we effectively engage the gaming culture? Uh, I don't know what the statistics are, but I suspect that there are uh, the millions and millions who are on various platforms on a regular basis, um, entertaining themselves. Some might say, others might say, uh, wasting away their lives or or whatever. Uh, but how do we effectively engage them? Um, well, I think the funny with, way that you're phrasing it too. Uh, that that them in the gaming community is is far greater than we all realize. Like mm-hmm. the them is not really this uh, niche subculture that gaming used to be. Um, gaming does purport to be the interest of the future. Um, oh shoot! I wish I had thought of this. Uh, earlier somebody had i found it on twitter they were recounting the amount of money that had been spent to make the harry potter movies and it was you know i think there's what seven eight because there's a part one and a part two so there's quite a few harry potter movies and the studio spent millions and millions and millions to make them they had their theatrical runs the dvd sales um and they have been some of the the better grossing movies for um i can't even remember who makes them now uh for that movie studio over the course of a number of years a few weeks ago uh, a company released a game called hogwarts legacy and it is in the Harry Potter world and and it's it's just a PC based game. So it's not even on Xbox, uh, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, all your ga- new gaming systems. It's not even on there. And the sales of the game alone have surpassed most of the movies takes in theatrical release and DVD sales by multiple fold the number of people who have purchased this game to go and play it are increasing rapidly and i read this stat days after the game had been released it had Mm. already made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars i think at the time i read it it had only been out for 10 days so i would love to see the stats on what that (laughs) that new total is but I'm only saying uh, there is a mindset that those who play games are people who are wasting their lives, right? Like the the type of comments that I heard growing up and stop wasting your life with video games, stop staring at that screen. Um, the truth of the matter is more and more and more people are spending significant amount of time playing video games, enjoying that, building community on those online platforms and doing something far different 
than those of us who don't game think that they're doing. Mm. And so I, I certainly don't want to um, cast a pall across all of those people who are gamers, because at least as I'm saying, uh, gamers are more prevalent. And uh, if we're talking about, quote unquote, those people, we may not realize who falls into that camp of those people who are gamers. And I thought you were about to stat uh, put out a statistic of I wonder, you know, what what's the statistic of the number of gamers who have walked away from the church or whatever. And I was going to say it's probably going to be the exact same type of statistic that exists in the rest of the world. It's probably not less than or more than it's it's representative mm. uh, because yeah, they're well, I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I have no idea uh, if anybody's actually even tracking that kind of statistic but uh but it does i mean with with a with a community that's so large it does beg the question of how can we effectively engage that community um and and what would that look like uh to to do that and i think there's a lot of question at least in my mind about the effectiveness of that and uh and even the question of how how or what does that community look like um and uh yeah and then you know how do you penetrate it how do you uh, have those conversations and uh and then what what is what's the outcome of that and does this lead us then into the the world of the virtual church mm. uh and you know those kinds of questions that are very prevalent today in in uh the missions world i know there's a there is a a move among some that are doing the virtual church and uh i've had students who have given presentations in church planting courses about the virtual reality church and then uh, their arguments are compelling and the things that can be done in that space with the technology and how it's advancing I think are interesting to to explore, and uh, and so we need to be thinking about those things. Missiologically speaking, how mm-hmm. do we, you know, what, how do we effectively attempt to uh, enter that culture and uh, and engage in meaningful ways? I, just as you started off at the very beginning, you know, we exist. We are a physiology. We are looking back at that first century church. And we are saying, how did they engage the culture where they were to bring the goodness of Jesus to it? How, how are they making an impact uh, where they are? And I believe the reason we're bringing this up is we are looking at the culture we are surrounded with today. If there are people who exist in all of these different platforms and places, what are we doing <laughs> to engage our culture now, where they are. Um, how do we bring the good news to them in a unique way that they will hear about Jesus? Um, I think... Yeah, and the first step to that it has to be just like what we see in the New Testament. The first step to engaging that culture is being in the proximity of that culture, that we have to be actively in it uh, mm-hmm. to engage it, to learn about it, to understand the issues uh, understand the complexities, uh, understand, you know, the mentality of people that are in that community. 
and uh, and really think then about what what is the message of the gospel that will connect in a, a way that's going to be meaningful to those people. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say the first step was pray. Isn't that like our our, our like our our Jesus card? I mean, we well, I'm to just play a, that I'm just assuming. Yeah, I'm just assuming, Andrew, that you pray without ceasing. That's oh, okay. Did somebody Wait. tell us that? Yeah, way to throw that at me like a cudgel. I appreciate that. Uh, so here is what's very clear, at least to me. Um, Michael, I don't know if it's clear to you. Uh, we are talking about a, a culture that we don't really know enough about. And we are discussing something with a lack of knowledge. And so I, I kind of want to put this out as an invitation. If you or somebody you know is is both uh, active in the gaming culture that they would claim something like that and then um can speak knowledgeably about what does it look like in that culture and who are they uh, as people again that they is not that far removed from who we are um we would love to hear from you we would love to uh chat with you and uh because we hope like michael's saying to get to know that culture to see who they are and then why is Jesus good news for them there uh, so this is the the phone lines are open the the chat boxes are available we would love to hear, hear from you um, please let us know uh, because this is this is an opportunity that Maxim has taken one step in and we kind of want to say okay Maxim you have moved in this way what are some other ways that we can move uh, with gospel intentionality in this sphere? So, um, if that's and you, kudos, kudos to him for getting into this space. I, I think, yeah. you know, we don't want to poo-poo what he's doing. I, I think the heart behind it is wonderful, um, uh, I, but I think we need to give some more thinking to it, particularly missiological thinking to it uh, in terms of how we can effectively communicate who Jesus is in a way that is going to be respectful of who he has communicated to us about himself and uh, and meaningful to the people that we're engaging. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you want to throw somebody uh, our way, uh, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, reach out to us there. Um, if that is, if you would prefer to be a little bit more uh, anonymous or rather not as well known you can shoot michael an email at michael at ephesiology.com or andrew an email at andrew johnson at neartownchurch.org uh, both of us would love to hear from you and talk with you more about that um, but michael if they want to continue to get involved with us at ephesiology.com we would certainly point them to our website ephesiology.com or you can check out our master classes at masterclasses.ephesiology.com so for michael and myself i want to thank you for doing theology and community with us today on the ephesiology podcast <laughs>